With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There is a candle in every soul. You're listening to Lit Speak with Some Patty Sheen on Bob Talk Radio. Some dark and cold. There is a spirit who brings a fire. Good morning and welcome. Here we praise the truth in God's creation through the ideas inspired by human imagination. During this hour, we hope to ignite your candle that you may use it to brighten the darkest corners in your world. Good morning and welcome to Literally Speaking right here on Blog Talk Radio and the Road Less Traveled Internet Ministries. As you join us on this journey, we invite you to listen for an idea that will inspire you to tap into your imagination. I'm Patty Sheen and today is Tuesday, February 24th and I am back in Colorado. Good morning, Derek. You're back in Colorado. (laughs) And you brought the snow with you. I did. I did. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> the golden snow. Let me tell you what, I didn't bring as near as I just brought a sample of the snow they have back there because yeah. we had two at least two feet on the ground the whole time I was there. I bet you were in heaven. Oh, it was absolutely wonderful. <laughs> oh, to wake up in the morning and see all that snow out there and to look out at the, the thermometer and see yeah. minus ten, minus fifteen. <laughs> It was beautiful here until you got off the plane. <laughs> You're like that groundhog or <laughs> Patty says Poxito- there's six Poxitani Poxitani Taylor, Taylor. Whatever his name is. That's exactly that's exactly right. Yeah. So Yes, I, I was very fortunate though to have had a wonderful time with my family. Got to spend some some time with mom and um good. my sister and I had a good time. We even went out on the lake one day, walked across the totally frozen lake. Well not completely across it because it was too <laughs> cold to be out there for more than five minutes but at least i got to say i went and i have a picture to prove it up so in new york was and was able to do a show uh while you were in new york yeah and, that and was a little stressful actually but it turned uh, out great turned out great but i would much rather be in studio i think yeah it's to, a it's a little weird is hey remind everybody about your website you've been working really oh, hard yes, on that yes i have a website and yeah. my website is www.patty p-a-t-t-i Sheen, S-H-E-N-E, dot com. I'd also love to have our listeners join me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Patty Sheen. Mm -hmm. And I have a Facebook page, which is Literally Speaking. And both of those can be accessed from the... They can be accessed right from the website. At the bottom of the page, you'll see the little link that takes you Mm -hmm. directly to those pages. So I'd love to have our listeners connect with me and let me know what you think of the show and... Just let me know that you're listening. Be fantastic. Love to hear from you. You've been working hard on that. <laughs> and I also always have giveaways. I always That's have giveaways right. on the webpage, That's as right. well as the giveaway we do here. So yeah. I'm all about promoting authors and, and giving we, away their work. And, and well, we have it an doesn't author. sound good giving away their work, but <laughs> well, people will pay for it. People I mean, will eventually. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. they'll tell their friends, and their friends will buy the that, book. That's so. exactly right. We have an author today. So, yes, we that's do, right. and I'm very excited. And I have a couple of questions for our listeners to lead into our show. Have you ever faced the possibility of homelessness? Do you wonder how homeless people survive from day to day and how they think and how they feel? What can you and I do to make a homeless person's life maybe just a little bit better? If these questions have ever crossed your mind, you'll want to stay right here at Literally Speaking on Blog Talk Radio and the Road Less Traveled Internet Ministries, and listen to today's special guest, author Jennifer Slattery. In addition to the release of her two novels, Beyond I Do in the Summer of 2014, and When Dawn Breaks, just last month, Jennifer writes for Crosswalk.com and Internet Cafe Devotions. 
She is a freelance writer of many published articles and co-hosts a modern-day Meet at the Well Facebook community entitled Living by Grace. Jennifer and her family are active with the Impact Leadership Team at their church, an outreach ministry which is passionate about meeting emotional, physical, and spiritual needs of individuals in the Omaha metro area. She also manages the social media and blog for an Omaha metro ministry that serves Omaha's working poor and homeless, known as Taking It to the Streets. Welcome, Jennifer. Hi, Patty. Thank you for having me this morning. Well, I'm excited to have you here. I think we're going to have a a great show. I just finished reading your your book, but the first book that you wrote, uh, Beyond I Do. But before we get into that, Jennifer, I'd like to ask you: Have you been writing since you were a child, or is this an interest that kind of developed later on in life? You know, I've been writing probably all my life, but I never wanted to be a writer. That was never something on my radar. A lot of other things came on my radar, and I pursued a lot of. <laughs> Other things, um, but I <laughs> well, not quite, not quite. Um, my two, the two things I really wanted to do were teaching and ministry, where my, where my heart was, and God really made it clear to me that writing was where He wanted me. And at first, I fought it actually because it seemed like a very irrational pursuit. <laughs> And don't we often yeah. fight what God is trying to tell us to do? We want to go uh-huh. our own way. Right. So in 2009 was when I I felt God telling me, um, you know, I kind of bartered back and forth, well, can I write and still do this? Can I write and, ha- you know, trying to get my secure plan set aside that would lead to a retirement and all those things. And sure. I really sensed him saying to me, no safety net. And no guarantees. I wanted. I also wanted a guarantee. If I surrender to writing, am I going to get published? And and there was complete silence on that. Other than, <laughs> is there going other to be a paycheck ever? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Right. That was my question, and I really felt like him saying, "No safety net. I don't want you know, no strings attached to your obedience." And so that was that was tough. Um, but during that period. As I was wrestling with God, and I actually told him no for a while, and I really felt a very definite distance in my relationship with him. And that went on for, I want to say, six months. And I was um, going to school at the time, and it ended up, and it just felt darker and darker. And I finally realized, regardless of where writing takes me, I need to surrender because I cannot live without communing with Christ. Mm-hmm. So that was when I um, I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to follow. Yeah, it's a very, like you said, it's a very dark and lonely feeling when you more or less don't feel like you have God kind of on your side. Right, when, yeah. When you're not a team. Right. I guess when you're not a team is what I wanted to say, <clears throat> Jennifer, right. when... He's he's trying to direct you, and you're trying to go in the opposite direction, and you're pulling away, and you definitely feel that in your spirit and, and in your daily life. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, tell us, give us a little synopsis about your novel so that our, I want to say readers, our listeners. Yeah, you get so I used to say readers. Read sure. So that our listeners <laughs> write books. It's okay. Know what to expect <laughs> from your work, Jennifer. Sure. The first novel, Beyond I Do is about a security-seeking bride. She was raised by a non-believing mother who lived as far from Christ as a woman can. She, you know, cycled through relationships, cycled through jobs. She's she's a manipulator and she's manipulated Ainsley a good portion of her life. Ainsley is very much the caretaker and has been the caretaker of her mom, and she's always felt shoved aside. You know, their relationship is put on hold whenever a new relationship, a new man enters her mother's life. So Ainsley accepted Christ through a third grade teacher, mentored her and and started bringing her to church and, you know, kind of brought her stability and introduced her to Christ. As a Christian, she now is wanting to go so far the opposite of her mom that she's developed, you know, this whole life plan that um, 
she you know doesn't want to end up like her mom. She wants to find the perfect husband, the most you know very stable, responsible. She wants to find the perfect recession-proof job. And yet God's you know knocking on her heart, saying, "What about what I want? Mm-hmm. What about my path yeah. for you?" And her pastor, the book starts with the, her pastor makes a challenge to his congregation. He says, if you don't know anyone who's homeless, if you don't know anyone who's impoverished, and if you don't know any single mom, you need to widen your circle. Basically, get off the church pew and get out in the world and Mm -hmm. and live my mission. And this really strikes a chord with her. And if you've ever sensed God's call in any arena, I think you can probably relate to that, just that tweak in your spirit, but initially you don't really know what God's calling you to do. And that's what she begins to sense. And meanwhile, she, her mentor sends her to deliver medicine to a shut-in who's um, recovering from chemotherapy. And while there, she encounters a woman, her child, and their abuser. And this, the image of this child, it's just, it haunts her when she, you know, she sees this child's the fear and the loneliness. She instantly connects with the child's emotional distraught. And the image of this child stays with her throughout the novel and becomes a really important part of her discovering her unique calling, where her past gets into that calling, because they always say our biggest, you know, our deepest pain can also become our greatest and most powerful ministry. Mm-hmm. And I've seen yeah. I've seen that again and again. <laughs> and the past she was running from Really, I think, you know, God's calling her to embrace that and discover what it is in her past that make that can make her mission powerful. So that, in a nutshell, is, you know, her following after Christ, sifting through her what she's doing now, trying to reevaluate it in terms of, is this what Christ is calling me to do? And really it terrifies her because, like I said, she's, you know, she wants this secure life set around her and she's beginning to sense that maybe what she's set up is not the direction God's calling her to. Well, one of the themes that I noticed <clears throat> that I really liked was that Ainsley is torn between, <clears throat> excuse me, goodness, Ainsley's torn between what is safe and predictable and the relationship that she is in with Richard, her boyfriend. They've been together for five years now. They've been seeing each other for five years. They are engaged and she's torn between what is safe and predictable and the uncertainty of the path that God wants her to follow. Mm-hmm. And I love the whole dynamic of the way you lead her through her thought processes in that relationship, Jennifer. Mm, thank you. Also, it, it comes out very strongly that her servants, she just can't deny that servant's heart. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that, a, a big part of the novel, too, is where do we find our fulfillment? And a lot of times we think we're going to be fulfilled by chasing our own ambitions and, mm-hmm. you know, setting up our own ideals, that sort of thing. But really, ultimately, that leaves us empty. And, you know, Ainsley is being challenged to find a deeper purpose, a deeper meaning, a deeper joy amidst all you know she goes through some chaos of her own and she sure and does i think and i i think when we go through chaos it's easy to focus on ourselves and our chaos and yet that only makes us spin more and become increasingly miserable but if we can step out and just keep doing whatever Christ sets before us each day and focusing on, you know, he gave us two commands. And I think if Jesus was going to narrow it down to these two commands, we really should pay attention. He said, Mm -hmm. love God with everything you are and love others. And if we live our life doing that, regardless of what goes on around us, I think, you know, he said, I came to give you peace and life to the full I believe that's how we truly grab hold of that peace that's not dependent on our circumstances and a joy that's deeper than anything we could encounter or our our day-to-day. Well, that was the third point I was going to make. I have written down here that that when 
Ainsley feels everyone else in her life has failed and disappointed her. She realizes the perfect love that only Jesus can offer. Mm-hmm. And that point comes across very strong in, in your book. Jennifer, I have to tell you, though, I worked in psychiatric nursing for 30-plus years. Uh-huh. And your characterization of Richard, oh, my goodness, I could see <laughs> that man. I mean, I had worked with people like that man. And That's I good just, writing. I just had to laugh. I thought, yeah. oh, boy, she nailed this down. Yeah. <laughs> which, which leads me to the question, did you have any experience with with that type of person, or was it just kind of a research thing because you did an excellent it, job of characterizing him? Thank you. Actually, it was very much research, and I contacted people in the mental health field, and I, I wanted to paint him as a narcissist. And <laughs> you did that so, already. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I did do a lot of reading, and I actually, which was fascinating, going through the stream of that personality I read some books about like sociopaths and that sort of thing and their behavior and their thought process not that he's a sociopath but (laughs) maybe ending (laughs) in that direction Um, but so that was actually fascinating to me to read about the human mind and certain behaviors that people will reveal that maybe that you know, someone who's not when before I researched that personality, I may not be aware of some of the behaviors that are very telling, but that you know, as a lay person or whatever, that I could just say, well, that's kind of odd, or that's a little selfish, or that's you know, um, <laughs> so that was interesting to me. Well, you you did very well with that. <clears throat> Tell us about I don't know anything about when dawn breaks. I didn't have a chance to read that one, so tell us a little bit about it. Sure. When Dawn Breaks is about a 51-year-old realtor. She's a new believer. She's only been a believer a year, actually, when we encounter her in the novel. Prior to that, she has made a great deal of mistakes. She's really kind of chased after her career. She's, like I said, a realtor. And when the market boomed, that was her focus. And she made some big mistakes with her daughter. And her daughter really, especially um, during her divorce and kind of using her daughter as a pawn, and and not really caring for her, instead getting caught up in her pursuit of wealth and all of those things. And so now, as a new believer, she is wanting restitution for all of these mistakes she's made. And really, she wants to rebuild her relationship with her daughter. But obviously, her daughter flat out doesn't trust her and doesn't believe. She she sees every effort that Jacqueline makes as short-lived until the next you know, big thing comes. Mm-hmm. So she there's a hurricane mandatory evacuation in Crystal Shores where Jacqueline lives. So she's got to leave. She doesn't really have the money to go stay up in a hotel. And she has to leave quickly. And so she sees this as an opportunity to reconnect with her adult daughter and she heads to where her daughter lives. While there, she encounters a handsome widower who moved there to take a new position as uh, on a, on the railroad, which that was fun because my husband works on the railroad, so there was a lot of communication oh. between he and I. <laughs> Probably the most romantic book I've ri- I've written just because of my husband's <laughs> involvement. <laughs> so, and, yeah, and then she also encounters three children who are also displaced by the hurricane and abandoned by their mother. And so the ultimate question for her is, can God use her, who's made such a huge mistake with her own child, to bring hope to someone else's? Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like an interesting book, Jennifer, and I'd like to point our listeners toward your website at this point, which is www I love this title for your website. It's www.jenniferslatterylivesoutloud.com. All that word. I love that. Yeah. As as soon as I went to your website, Jen, I learned that there's a lot more to you than I, I knew you as a writer, I think, through ACFW, but when I got to your website it was like, Wow, there's a lot more to this lady than <laughs> writing and uh so let me repeat that for our listeners. It's Jennifer Slattery Lives Out Loud dot com. That's all one word. And on that website, Jennifer does have a link to an excerpt of both of her books. Mm-hmm. 
if you would like to check that out. I was just can I can I interject a question of here course, real quick, you're always Jennifer? Welcome to interject I, a question. And it just came to me. I'm curious, what does that mean to you that you live out loud? Yes, actually, when I first started blogging, first of all, I have quite a history. Um, I was homeless as a teenager, so I'm a high school dropout, and carrying with that, you know, God really brought, he brought me off the streets and helped me get my GED, and I'm now living in suburbia. I like to say, you know, I've been married 20 years, (laughs) and I've got a a 17-year-old who's about to go to college, you know, so he's really, God has done some amazing things in my life, but initially, I carried such shame, you know, living around middle-class Americans and hearing their perception of the homeless, which that that was very difficult. And so I really wanted to hide who I was. And for the longest time, that was a big struggle when God was calling me to write, is I would tell him, fine, I will write as long as nobody ever finds out about my past. I will write as long as nobody from my past ever Mm -hmm. connects who I was with who I am now. And it was a journey, and really it kind of hinged on when we were in Kansas City, I started working, started volunteering in our church's inner city missions, we outreach, and I would see these teenagers coming from broken homes and just seeing their them really fall into a sense of hopelessness. And you can really see, you can tell when somebody slips into hopelessness. And I remember this urge sitting there, I would sit, during the youth group as part of crowd control <laughs> because we had a little bit of turf war going sure, on between that sure, we would bust yes. kids in. And yeah, so I was kind of crowd control. And I remember just this huge, almost uncontrollable desire welling up within me. I want them to know there's hope. I want them to know, you know, I wanted to share my story so they could see that they didn't have to go where I went and that they could find healing and all of that. And around the same time, a lady at our church asked me to speak at their women's function, and that was when I shared my story for the first time. And when I started blogging and going through this journey of revelation of grace is what I would call it, Mm -hmm. I ultimately came to that, you know, there's no condemnation in Christ. And if my story could help someone else, me being real, I feel very strongly we don't need any more superhero Christians, which is what we tend to portray, right? That that sure, our life is great. Mm-hmm. We've got this great faith. You know, we may lose lose a family member, but then on Facebook we'll post, God is good, you know. so mm-hmm. And that doesn't help anybody. People need to see us in the muck and see Christ pulling us out. And so... I decided, and and praise God, my family, I'm so thankful for their courage and strength. They, I get permission from them before I post anything related to, you know, family life, my history, that sort of thing. And they are an open book as well. So when I say Jennifer Jennifer Slattery lives out loud, I am very vulnerable in my blog posts. I'm very honest when I struggle, when I am afraid, when I'm sinful. So mm-hmm. it's really mm-hmm. revealing, hopefully, the true journey of a Christian walk, which is absolutely not about us, our courage, our strength, our faith, but about Christ's faithfulness through it all. What a wonderful testament for... We're going to commercial yeah. break yeah. in just a minute. That's Jennifer, just about the I just wanted to yeah. say what a wonderful testament yeah. for uh, new Christians absolutely. on their walk. Well, we're uh, we're here on Blog Talk Radio and literally speaking with our special guest Jennifer Slattery. We'll be returning in about a minute. When we return, we will announce our giveaway winner from yeah. last week's giveaway. And further on in the show, we'll be offering another giveaway. Woohoo! <laughs> think you're gonna win, don't you? I always <laughs> think I'm going to win. That's right. I, it, there's a. It just. I'm gonna. You're gonna keep plugging along. <laughs> <laughs> Until I win, that's, that's right. That's right. I, I, I'm I'm always the first one. Aren't I? So when we return, we'll talk with with Jennifer some more about uh, her experiences and her uh, ministry with homeless people, and we'll be back shortly. All righty. Two roads diverged in a wood. 
and I took the one less traveled. And that has made all the difference. The Road Less Traveled Internet Ministries. Derek and George Live. Becoming Christlike. Salo and Hutch. All stops on the road. The road of enlightenment. The road of discovery. Join us each Thursday and Friday morning at 8 a.m. Mountain Time and Saturday evening at 6 p.m. Mountain Time as we invite you to join us on a journey. A journey on the road less traveled. Right here on Blog Talk Radio. If you watch a game, it's fun. If you play it, it's recreation. But if you work at it, it's golf. A golf course should aspire to generate as much energy as it consumes. And four miles north of Marion, Indiana, is a golf course that does just that. 6,690 yards of pure energy. Arbor Trace Golf Club is a course that's beauty is matched only by its bite. A course that can test not only the steel of one's nerves, but the metal of their irons. It's a course for the beginner who desires to learn the game as well as the player who is ready to challenge it. So whether you're looking to play just for the fun of the game or the opportunity to work hard on it, Arbor Trace Golf Club is the course for you. Give Arbor Trace Golf Club a shot because in golf, the most important shot you ever make is the next one. Stay connected to what matters most with high-speed service from Seacom. For the home, we offer access where you need it most. Whether you're looking for high-speed internet or an in-home voice package or both, Seacom has your house covered. Send emails, download music, and surf the web with the fastest service in southeast Colorado. Our two-way wireless connections offer download speeds of up to 15 megabytes, but with a fiber connection, the sky is the limit. For the business, Seacom offers voice plans, broadband internet, DSL, and Ethernet circuits. Our fully integrated Metro Ethernet platform segregates your data traffic logically at the switch, avoiding the latency of multiple routers and quality of service overhead. With only a single router between you and our nationwide backbone carriers, you really will experience the Internet at the speed of light. We also offer point-to-point data links to connect all of your business locations. And if you're looking for carrier-grade data transport or dark fiber, look no further than Seacom's extensive privately-owned fiber network. We own and maintain our own network with more than 1,200 miles of fiber and growing throughout southeast Colorado. So whether you're looking for dark fiber, for cable, a dedicated corporate network, or carrier-grade data transport. Seacom has the answers. Visit us at seacom.net or call us at 1-800-657-7149. Seacom, world-class communications right in your backyard. Hello to all of Derek's listeners. Thanks, Derek, for giving me time to share my heart's passion, encouraging cancer, long-term illness patients, and their families. Gilead is an outreach that encourages over 2,400 people in 38 states. Our goal is to bring hope and help to those on the journey through the unknowns of treatment, family stress, and spiritual questions. One such story is Eric, whose senior year in high school was interrupted by the cancer that he was diagnosed with, interrupting a three-sport high school year. It changed his life and his perspective. Today, Eric's family oversees a foundation helping to find a cure. We're currently in our 15th year. would love to have you as a partner, either as a volunteer or a gift financially. Look for us on Facebook at Gilead Ministries. Welcome back to this week with Patty Sheen on Blog Talk Radio. We're glad to have you right here back with us on Literally Speaking on Blog Talk Radio and the Road Less Traveled Internet Ministries. We are speaking with author Jennifer Slattery. We will 
resume our conversation in just a moment, but first we have to announce our giveaway. We have a Last winner. Last week we, we have, have a winner. That's right. Last week we hosted author Harry L. Wagley, uh-huh. who writes under the name H.L. Wagley, actually. Yeah. Harry offered either one of his last two books in his four-book Pure Genius series, either Moon Over Malaya Bay or Triple Threat. It's up to the winner which book they choose. Mm-hmm. And the winner is Terry Johnson. Terry Johnson. Congratulations, Terry. Terry happens to be someone that I know. <laughs> Terry is my sister. Okay. And Terry has harassed me ever since we started the show. I never win. I never win. The transparency so of I, literally speaking. And, and we we do random.org, so everything is fair. So I hope she's out there listening today. I don't know if she is or not. But I always question anyway. the fairness, don't I? I yeah, you do. That's because you never win. I know. That's it. <laughs> random.org is a hoax. So we, so Terry, I will be in touch with you on that, and I'll be in touch with with uh, Harry on that as well. Yes, and we will be offering another another giveaway here in just a few in minutes. But few let's minutes. get back to Jennifer, and she. We were talking about her work work with homeless people, and you know that's something I wanted to bring up, Jennifer, and it has no reflection on you whatsoever because it's a standard thing. I think when we refer to people, I have a hard time with hearing people referred to as the homeless, the blind, the handicapped. I'd mm-hmm. much rather hear homeless people, blind people, handicapped people. I think it gives people a more human element. What's your feeling on that? You know, that's a great point and one I'd never thought of, but I'm going to use that because that's a big part <laughs> of <laughs> yes, I'm going to plagiarize you on that one. <laughs> but that's a big part, I feel, of my God called mission is to it's two part to bring return dignity to the homeless. That's what we do at taking it to the streets. And also help other people see them as hurting individuals. So that's mm. a great point, Patty. And that's the hard part because people who have never been in that position, people who are I guess shall we say more fortunate than other people. Right. Sadly mm-hmm. tend to Put blame on that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? Why can't? Why can't they be like me? Why? Why aren't they successful? Why don't they have a job? Why didn't they mm-hmm. pay their mortgage or yeah. whatever? Yeah. And mm-hmm. they don't look mm-hmm. at the extenuating circumstances, and that's a sad thing that we're we're all judgmental yeah. in that respect. And I think that. one of the things that happens is is once we begin to label them like that, that's all they are. Yes. You know, mm. that's they're they're homeless. They're and that really encompasses everything they are, which we. Which we know for sure, that's not. That's just a circumstance that they are particularly in, maybe at this particular time. time in their life. In their mm-hmm. life. But it, it becomes all-encompassing, and that's what they are. You're homeless and nothing else. And, and that does a disservice uh, to them and, and probably to everyone and the way that we think about those who are homeless. So, yeah, I agree. So tell us, Jennifer, a little bit about what, what you do. What Tell us about taking it to the streets. Absolutely. So we serve Omaha's working poor and homeless. A lot of times we're the, I like to think of it as the first step So for them to find hope and life change. Now, obviously, not everyone who we serve is going to find life change. But if even one person does, I think that's huge. So we serve meals on Friday nights and then lunches on Wednesdays and we do a pancake feed every third Saturday and we also have worship services on Sunday which is pretty awesome and really our ultimate goal is like I said before to restore human dignity to those living on the streets or those you know we we do have a lot of working poor who come in to make their their disability checks or their low wages to help stretch through the month and we really show them the love of Christ, which is always reaching, never ending, and really faithful. So a lot of it is, you know, if you were to come in on a Friday night, you're going to find people. We have a lot of churches that come help and a lot of local businesses, and you'll find them sitting with the homeless and people, homeless people. i got to remember your <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With, with the, the 
individuals we serve and looking them in the eye and treating them like individuals. And it really is, which is beautiful, it's a sense of community. When you walk in to, we call it the streets for short, and when you walk into our, our little humble building, you'll sense a just a sense of community among the people we serve. And we do have families, which a lot of people don't under, don't know. We do serve women and children. So it's beautiful for me to see these children. I don't know what their life may be like once they leave mm-hmm. our mealtime, but while they're there, to see them, you know, enjoying a meal and just relaxed and in a warm facility and maybe crawling around on the floor if they choose or, you know, so that warms my heart, especially if someone will donate fresh fruits and Mm -hmm. vegetables. And and we, you know, that, to think of the children eating fresh fruits and vegetables, that to me is such a joy. Sure. Yeah. So to clarify, Jennifer, this is not a, a shelter where a person or a family could come and live for a period of time and and spend the night, that kind of thing. Is no, it's not. Right, okay. right. And if people need that, or if they need, you know, rehabilitation or drug treatment or any of those things, we will point them to there's many wonderful ministries in the Omaha Metro who do, who run shelters very well, who run rehabilitation programs very well. So we will point them to that. We really are more the first step. And a lot of times we will have people come who may not even be thinking towards shelter or rehabilitation because to get to where you're thinking in that direction, you need to first have hope. And to have hope, you need to have trust. And to have trust, you need to have love, consistent love. So we really are that first step of just, loving on people and pointing them to Christ and and hopefully as their human dignity is restored and as they begin to experience love from others, which is very rare in our world today, right? <laughs> and mm-hmm. it might oh, be yeah. the first time in their life that they have encountered someone who's just going to love on them and walk beside them, no strings attached. And our goal is then they will begin to experience that love and hopefully the hope that will make them want to seek help or whatever that next step in their journey is. And it sounds like what you offer besides physical nourishment through meals and so such, and the love is compassion and acceptance. And that's uh-huh. that's got to be huge for these folks. That's got to be huge, Jennifer. I think so. And actually, I can share a story. There oh, was a man... Okay, there was a there was a man um, we haven't seen him in a while, but he would come in and he would come in just drunk. I mean, extremely drunk and very, mm-hmm. you know, loud and laughing and all of these things. <laughs> and and I I told this I told the devotion one time and somehow that really touched him and so he kind of connected with me. And one day I engaged him in conversation and he began to share his story. And he was, you know, he was taken out of his home when he was 13, um, put in a, basically, I call them orphanages. We don't like to admit that we have orphanages in America, mm-hmm. but we do. We label them as group homes, but really sure. they're mm-hmm. orphanages where children are stuck. And this was back in, you know, he's probably in his mid-60s, early 70s. So this was back before, you know, all the reforms that they've done and, you know, that sort of thing. So you can imagine what life was like in the system back then. Anyway, as he was telling me his story, he started to bawl. And that became, it was more than just him sharing his story. Somehow him sharing his story with me became a glue for us that really bonded him to me. And then every time he saw me, he started calling me Miss Jenny because there was a <laughs> program that he, that Little House, I think it was Little House on the Prairie, that every time he watched that, now he was on disability, so he had an apartment, although um, I've been inside his apartment when he was detoxing. I was, my husband and I kind of went to clean him up, and it was, you know, no stove, one of those little pocket sure. uh, fridges, you know, so he really was very limited in what he, how he could provide for himself. It was, it was a horrendous living environment um, 
in, in the apartment structure. Anyway, so he would watch Little House on the Prairie, and I reminded him of Miss Jenny. So he would always call me that. Every time he would come, he'd be like, oh, you're going to make me cry, Miss Jenny. But what that told me <laughs> is I wondered, had anybody listened to his story? Had anybody taken the time to really get to know him as an individual? And I don't think... I don't think that happened often. Otherwise, it wouldn't have made that huge of an impact on him. For sure. And I think that's a fault that we all have. We tend to look at a person, and if they're not as clean as we think they should be or if their clothes are not as appealing as we believe they should Mm be, right? even in passing in a grocery store or whatever, you just kind of glaze over and you see right through that person. Well, the sad yeah. thing is you don't see through to their heart. Mm-hmm. You just see right. right past that person. Right. And right. I think that that we are all remiss in, in doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We see our assumptions. That is the Exactly. First. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I, I don't know what made me think this, Derek, when Mm -hmm. I said we don't have homeless people. Actually, out past where I live, we do have a homeless facility for folks that are not from our area. They're from Denver, Colorado Springs area. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we just started that. Yeah. Right. We started that about a year ago. Yeah. That's exactly right. But we do have that, and we have some folks from there, actually, that attend my church, and we have just embraced them. We just love them. Oh, my goodness. We have the one gentleman, oh. his voice is amazing, Jennifer. Oh, yeah, yeah and, it really is. Yeah, it, and and, and it, the the funny, not the funny thing, but the, the blessing, I think, out of that was, and you know, all the things of what used to be called Fort Lyon, and, right. and how much of a blessing it was to now have that up and going again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for the community. So actually, they're, yeah. they're hand in hand. Yeah. Originally, that was a VA hospital for many years where I worked, Jennifer. Right. And then the Department of Corrections bought it. It was a prison, and then they closed, and we had nothing out there for a while, and it was a it was economically devastating to our area. Right. So we were pretty grateful when you know when when it this was, other it came in. Came yeah, in absolutely. It provided some employment for folks and and so such, as well as being a uh, a place for for people who really need to get back on their feet to to get going. Right. And, um, I have not had a lot to do with the facility, but I've heard mm-hmm. that for a lot of people, it's it's a whole new lease on life, yeah. actually. It's a blessing so, all around for everybody involved. Yeah. 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 Wow. Definitely. That's beautiful. So, so I, yeah, I had completely forgotten about that. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so did I. And then I thought, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Jennifer, we're going to go to our... Giveaway here in just a couple of minutes, mm-hmm. and let me. What are we giving away? We are giving away a copy of either of Jennifer's novels. Oh, okay, all right. The first one is Beyond I Do, which yeah. Jennifer spoke about at the beginning of the show. So if you're just coming into the show and you yep. missed us talking about Jennifer's novels, go back to go to our archives and. Mm-hmm. Listen to our show, which you can find on www.pattysheen.com yep. under Blog Talk Radio on the archive page, or go to Jennifer's website, which is Jennifer Lives Out Loud. Jennifer Slattery. Jennifer Slattery. Yes. Excuse me. Lives Out Loud. And you know what you should probably and you can do? Read an excerpt of the book, and we we're yeah. offering one of two. Yeah. Either. And you know what you should probably do? What? Spell Slattery. Okay. <laughs> can, okay. Can, can you, do you have it? Or does Jennifer need to do it? Okay. S-L-A-T-T-E-R-Y. Just like it sounds. but Just like it sounds, but still it annoys a, me so when I hear something on the radio. <laughs> it's like, would you please spell it? Because I can't get Yeah, it. there's probably a tendency to throw an E right in there in between the, the, the T and the uh, Y. I, I would have, have thought that. So we want to make sure that they go to the right site. Because I don't know what Jennifer Slattery with an E-Y dot com is. <laughs> an E between the T and the Y. Okay, and there's there also an R. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. It, it's like it's like my it's like my name. They always want to put an N in it, and they and do. I say there yeah, is an N. It's just at the end. Yes. So yeah, <laughs> Jennifer Slattery lives out loud dot com, and I you will that. be able to access excerpts of both of her books. So as I was saying, we are mm-hmm. giving a copy of. 
we are we are doing a drawing for a copy of either mm-hmm. Beyond I Do mm-hmm. or When Dawn Breaks, and it will be up to the winner to decide which book they would like. That's right. And so now is the time then, right? Now, now is the time. Now is the time for, what is it, the literary? Literally speaking, literal steel of the week. There it is, right there. And so we've, we've got the, here it comes, here it comes. It's time for, let's speak, literary steel of the week. Literary steel of the week. <laughs> I know, I know. Tell everybody how they do it. Tell our winners how we do it. Yes, exactly. This this drawing is run off of my website, which again is www.pattysheen.com. Go to the Blog Talk Radio tab. Mm -hmm. Underneath that, you will find a, in capital letters, a page that says Giveaway. Once you get to that Giveaway page, at the very bottom, there is a little button mm-hmm. that says add comment yep you click that button it will ask you for three things it will ask you for your name it will ask you for your location and it will ask you for your email address you can make up anything you want for the first two the email address i need <laughs> only so well, you know you can put <laughs> my name is mickey mouse and i live in timbuktu whatever that is not where mickey mouse lives <laughs> Anyway, uh, please be aware, listeners, that the email address, I promise you, is not used for anything except for me to contact you and let you know that you you won if you win. Right. I don't do the please read my newsletter. I don't do please listen to my show. I don't do any of that. I you don't, don't, sell, you don't harass sell them. you. Yeah, In fact, I, at the end of the week, I erase all those comments, and I don't have your email address after that. So mm-hmm. please be aware that the only reason I need that email address is to be able to get a hold of you notify right? you if you're the winner and mm-hmm. uh, the email address does not appear on your comment unless you physically put it in the actual comment itself so please come over and enter our giveaway the giveaway will run until monday night the 2nd of march Mm-hmm. At 8 p.m mountain standard time and remember it is mountain standard time because i know some of our listeners are in Different time zones that are way far away from us. We have mm-hmm. listeners from other countries contact us, so I know that we're dealing with a whole bunch of different time zones here, so that's why I make sure and put the Mountain Standard Time. All righty. Yeah, yes. you want to make sure you do that. Make sure you get over there because it's, it's one, it's fun. It is and fun. It's always fun to be in a giveaway. That's right, except if you never win. And so, you know. <laughs> him cry, Jennifer. I know. I know. I have to put up with this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to to what we were talking about with uh, with Jennifer because our time is rapidly slipping away. It's amazing how fast the time goes by. Jennifer, we were talking about homeless people and about what all you do for them, and I have a couple of other questions for you that relates to the average everyday person. I'll give you an example of me as an average everyday person, when I go out to uh, our local Walmart, for example, we have, every once in a while, when you pull into the parking lot, you'll see somebody there mm-hmm. with a big sign. Yeah. And I can't, my vision is limited, so I don't ha- I can't look over and read the sign and pay attention to my driving at the same yeah. time, so I seldom know what the sign says. It usually says something like, homeless, Do you, can you help out with some money or things okay. like that? Yeah, that's okay. what they say. And I have seen folks actually stop on their way out and hand a bill to, to the person, and I don't know what the denomination of the bill mm-hmm. is. It doesn't really matter, but this is part of my question, Jennifer. How do you feel about that? Do you think it's something that that a person should do? Do you think that it would be better if they went and got a sack meal and brought it to that person? What's your thoughts on that? I do. Normally I will do a meal, a sack lunch, um, and I'll keep it in the car, usually with like a water bottle. Water is actually not always easy to get if Mm -hmm. you are living on the streets. And food that is a lot of People living on the streets will have a lot of dental issues. So soft foods like bananas, things that are protein-dense. I've done the pop can beef soups, that sort of thing. 
But regardless of what you do, I think if the Holy Spirit lays it on your heart, then you need to obey. And I really think it's an individual and moment by moment just praying to Christ, is this what I should do? And I've heard people say, well, I give them money, they'll just use it on booze, that sort of Mm -hmm. thing. And maybe that is true, but Mm -hmm. an act of love is never wasted, regardless of what they use the dollar for. And especially, I really like to connect it with Christ and say something like, God bless you, or I've had verses in the sack lunch, or even Jesus loves you stickers, that sort of thing. And even if they are, let's just say they are being manipulative and going to use it for alcohol or whatever, well, then all the more so, because we're all sinners in need of grace. And Mm -hmm. people don't change by us forcing them into change or by us. And any time we do an act trying to manipulate someone else's behavior, I'm not going to give them a dollar because they're going to use it for alcohol or whatever. That's manipulation, whether Mm -hmm. we really are aware of that or not. We are withholding something because we want to affect someone else's behavior. So regardless of what that person does, that's up to Christ to change a heart. And when when I was on the streets, like I said, as a teenager, and I can look back, and sometimes it was the smallest acts that looking back, I I thought, that was Christ. That was Christ. Mm -hmm. That was Christ. And so never underestimate the power of a kind act, regardless of the form it takes. But ultimately, I would say you do need to pray because we all have limited resources, and Christ will show us where to put that. And nobody can meet every need and every minis- fund every ministry. And that's why sure. God, he'll, he'll direct us in each, you know, where we need to be and who we need to be pouring out to. And it's, it doesn't hurt to keep a bag in your car for those, you know, I think we can be, excuse me, be prepared. I think that's a, a wonderful just looking ahead and, and being prepared for how Christ might use us in a given day and, and being alert to that, you know, open my, that song by Brandon Heath, Open My Eyes, mm-hmm. just keeping our eyes open. I've also done, and <laughs> we're in California, which had a high homeless population, and one day I was at our grocery store and there were these two teens with the signs, and to be honest, they were probably just looking for money and maybe even being goofy. But I <laughs> I really felt an urge in my heart that I needed to give them Bibles. And we lived about five mm. minutes away. So mm-hmm. I actually left the parking lot, and I'm praying the whole time. You know, Lord, am I really to give it? I'm really stingy with my Bibles. I probably got eight. <laughs> and they're yeah. all different. I've got the archaeological <laughs> Bible and the study Bible and the you know. Right. And I'm very stingy with them just because they're sacred to me. But I really sense God calling me to do that. So I came home and I grabbed two Bibles and I thought, Well, if they're still there when I come back and I also grabbed some food and you know and I did give them some cash. And so I, I came back, I gave them cash, I gave them food, I gave them a Bible and I still remember the look on the one teenager's face, or young adult, I don't know his age. It was a look of surprise and just really curiosity, and I don't think that was a waste. Whether he needed the money, whether he needed the food or not, a believer, a follower of Christ took the time to go and come back and give him something of value. And and. I think that I hope that stuck with him and was one step towards his faith journey. Well, I know my uh, my niece lives in the Nashville area, uh-huh. and there are many homeless people, I guess, there. And I don't know if she got the idea from maybe Pinterest or one of those yeah. social media places. I can't recall, mm-hmm. but she made up several of those little sacks with a couple of bottles of water. And I believe mm-hmm. energy bars and things yeah. of that nature. Yeah. But she also, she's a huge pet lover. And she also had read, mm-hmm. don't forget a person's pets. So she oh, had another little right. sack with, you know, with what was needed for a pet. So mm-hmm. uh, she uh, she really enjoyed doing that and probably still is doing it to this day, I would imagine. But I wanted to say, Jennifer, I, I probably won't quote this correctly, but I, I'd like to paraphrase and that I've heard that it's not what's in the heart of the receiver it's what's in the heart of the giver that matters Mm. to the giver the receiver has to own 
their own right. response, but it's what's in the heart of, of you as the giver that matters. If you were giving out of love right. for for Jesus and wanting to be the hands and feet of Jesus, then then you're good. Mm-hmm. So right. I've often thought right. that. I think the problem I run into is that I'm becoming more and more cashless. <laughs> yeah. I'm relying more, yeah, more that on is, a credit right. card. Mm-hmm. So I really True. probably should consider making up little little yeah. sacks of of things that would be beneficial to uh You know what Christine and I do is we take uh, whenever we get change and by change I mean either dollar bills or change or something like that. We right. have a little tiny door down in the middle of the van and we always put it in there. Throw it in there. And that's what we use whenever <clears throat> whenever something like that comes open, then all you have to do is pop it open and 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 you've got it. So That sounds like a yeah. good idea. Yeah, that's something that we that do. That is a great idea. Mhm. You know, Jennifer, we're about Go ahead. I'm sorry. Speaking of the heart of the giver, I think a lot of times Christ will ask us to do things just to keep us more in tune to his spirit and teaching us to follow his guidance. So sometimes right. I think it could be entirely our journey with Christ mm-hmm. and learning yeah. learning That's his true. voice, learning to respond to his voice. I agree with that. Jennifer, I hate to say it, but we're about to the end of our show. It goes quick. I have enjoyed this one so much. Not that I don't enjoy the other ones. I think we enjoy them all. Each one is unique, and that's what makes it so. Yeah, and I just wanted to say, Jennifer, I think uh, the the live out loud thing was was just fantastic, and uh, just encourage the listeners. You know, we're in our season of Lent, this time of Lent, where we do that introspection and and look at our uh, look at our lives and the way that we're we're dealing with with our relationship and i think that example of living out loud is just just fantastic so um our prayers are are with you and your ministry for sure most definitely thank you you so much jennifer actually one of my questions was identified life experiences that sparked your interest in working with homeless people well we pretty well covered that with the live that that's what i say that's what i enjoy about the show absolutely we we go off in different directions half the time we don't get to at least two or three of the topics that we have oh my gosh it goes so quick it just it just goes uh, so quick so And our guests are always so engaging, and that's always helpful. Yeah, so (laughs) www.jenniferslatterylivesoutloud.com. Yes, please go to Jennifer's website. She has a delightful website. Jennifer, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Uh, All right. (laughs) We enjoyed it, Jennifer. Thank you so much. I think you have also given our listeners some some really good information and and maybe even help to change the perspective of of people's thoughts on on homeless people yes. and of course your books are delightful and I would encourage listeners to pursue the giveaway first of all but also I already <laughs> did don't it win the giveaway I signed up sure, already good for you why we were on the air <laughs> <laughs> to go out and and purchase Jennifer's books I I'm going to read when dawn breaks here soon Jennifer yeah. because I really enjoyed before yeah. before I do if I had had time last night I probably would have downloaded it and started reading it but yeah. I <laughs> hold on but the Kindle well, version bless, right Jennifer. now oh, sorry. <laughs> go, go, go ahead well the Kindle version right now um for both novels is three dollars so it's a great time I, on Amazon I don't know yeah. how long that will last so yeah yeah Okay, listeners, I'm going to repeat that. The Kindle version of both of yeah. Jennifer's books right now is $3. Three bucks. Go get it. Go go yeah. get it. <laughs> well worth it. Jennifer, you have a great day. Thank you. You too. All right. God bless. Thank you. We have a few seconds to yeah. make our listeners aware of our guest for next week. Next week. Next what's on, what's week on, what's on tap for next week? Next week we're going to have Marlene Bagnell. Marlene has become a very dear mentor in my life. She is the director of the Colorado Christian Writers Conference. Actually, mm. she started out with the Greater Philadelphia Christian Writers Conference. Okay. Wonderful lady. Also has a publishing company. Mm-hmm. And she she's just a wonderful mentor for writers. She truly believes that if you are called to write, that's what you need to be doing. That's going to be so exciting next yes, week. Yes. And Take I'm us out of here. We're out of time. Oh, right. <laughs> we are out of time. Well, 
So take us out and encourage everybody to listen next week uh, to Let's Speak. I, I certainly hope that you will join us next week. And as always, let your heart be open to what God is telling you about how to use your imagination. God bless. God bless. Have a good week. There is a candle in every soul Some brightly burning Some dark and cold There is a spirit Who brings a fire Ignites a candle With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.